Are you sick and tired of ads? Well, this is an ad telling you that you don't need to listen to ads. Stitcher Premium has some of your favorite shows ad-free, like The Joe Rogan Experience, My Favorite Murder, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and the Marvel original, Wolverine the Long Night. It also includes early access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Go to stitcherpremium.com and upgrade your account for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Plus, sign up and use our offer code, CAPED, at checkout and get your first month for free. That's CAPED, C-A-P-E-D, for your first month free. Stitcher Premium. It's like Stitcher, but premium. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Hello, citizens! Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. And this is the show where two white guys are going to talk about a landmark black superhero film directly following the tragedy of its lead actor passing away way too soon. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> Hold on, let me put both feet on this tightrope. One second. Uh, okay, we're good now. Yeah. Now we're good. Yeah, make sure you, you keep your balance there because there's eggshells underneath that tightrope. Oh, yes, there are. <laughs> <laughs> or on the tightrope. I don't know. Today, we are going out of order in the MCU, but it's definitely warranted of course. for this one. Today, we are talking about the 2018 film, Black Panther, directed by the Ryan Coogler. The Ryan Coogler from movies like Fruitvale Station and Creed, and well, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and they both land really hard. Oh, yeah. He is a fucking genius. He's brilliant we're going out of order because let's just address this right away it's the obvious elephant in the room we lost chadwick boseman last week yeah to colon cancer that no one knew he had not a single person well i guess his friends and family but professionally a mystery complete mystery and it's funny talking about this movie weird to say funny but it is funny to talk about this movie because one week ago today this was an entirely different movie to just about everyone thinking about it I know I've been thinking about this movie in a totally different light because Chadwick Boseman made this two years after his cancer diagnosis. Right. It, it has a lot of weight behind it all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the roles that he played in the last four years now carry a different feeling to them because you're like, wow, he did all that? He did. And he entered the MCU with the cancer diagnosis as right. well, it was, which it is was insane. The year that Civil War was released was when he found out. Yeah. What does that say about the man? A lot. We're a show where we talk about a lot of fictional superheroes, and yeah. it's not every day that we get to talk about a real-life one. A real hero. Holy shit, Chadwick Boseman. I mean, this is a guy who's played Jackie Robinson. I've James, heard of him. James Brown. Kind of important people, yeah. Thurgood Marshall. Right. Actual heroes. Right. And then Black Panther. Right. Who is an icon. Not the first black superhero, but he's the first African superhero. Yes. Kind of important. Just a little, little bit, kind of important. And to continue doing these roles after this diagnosis, nobody would have blamed him for being like, guys. I got to take care of me. Yeah. But this is the type of guy who understands that he had the opportunity to do something a hell of a lot bigger than anyone else is going to get the chance to do. Yeah. We always say, Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., they got the suit. There's a responsibility to having that suit. Yes. Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, even Tobey Maguire back in the day. All these guys got the suit. They have great power. It comes with great responsibility. And they all live up to it. But what Chadwick Boseman did, where he understands just the pressure that's on him at that point, yeah. that he is 
the person that was chosen to do this role, to be the one for the black everyone. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> entire not, black it's community. It's not an African-American thing. It's not just a true African thing. It's the entire black community. Yeah. He's the one. And holy shit, did he land it. He nailed it. He absolutely crushed it. I think he has more involvement in this movie than any other actor does in any of the MCU films in their debut. He does, and he even set it up a film ago. Right. With Civil War. In Civil War. Chadwick Boseman did not have a long career. Well, a long career being famous, I should say. He right. started in the early 2000s doing television spots, episodes here and there, yada, yada. And then yeah. in 2013, when he got 42, it was his breakout. That's not long ago. That is a very short-lived career. But anybody that you talk to says that this guy was a giant. Yeah. A gentle giant, but a giant nonetheless. It's really important to keep that in the back of your head, that this is a guy who was suffering while making this film. Yeah. And knew the importance of it. And I kind of want to just get into it, because this is a biggie. This is a huge. This is the one that I was terrified to talk about even before Chadwick Boseman kicked Before it, it got bumped up the <laughs> schedule, yeah. Just because it's weird for us to talk about. It, right. When you think about it, right. it is. I know we talk about movies a little differently here. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, we, we try to find the importance behind some of these films and treat them like proper cinema and not try to fanboy, even though Brian has shown up with his Marvel hat on once again. You know it. That's fine. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one. You have seen this before, right? Of course. How many Se times? Several times. Okay. It's only my second. Okay. First time I saw it was on the, the famous airplane trip to Orlando. Right. On the small screen. Oh, I forgot. The small, 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 small That's screen. right. You've yeah. only seen it on the tiny screen. Yeah. I, I and think it was I a nightmare it, to watch it then. I think I saw it twice in theaters and then a couple times since then. All and right. then Did you know just that now. there's not a blue line across the top of the screen or a pink line across the bottom of the screen? Thanks, American Airlines. I didn't know. I thought Ryan Coogler made a, a stylistic choice on oh, the airplane. Yeah. Wasn't the case. No, it's just just American Airlines being a shitty airline. Offset. <laughs> <laughs> Burnt out pixels. What are your feelings on this movie going into it? I this movie is fantastic. Right. To me, I think this is one of the best of the MCU. Okay. And you? It's not my favorite. Okay. That's I'm going to put Strange. this one high middle. High middle. High middle That's for me. Fair. There's things that I think are better than it. Okay. I don't think there are things more important than it, if that makes sense. I agree. I think the importance Culturally, of the film eclipses the yeah. quality of the film. Yeah. And the quality of the film is extremely good still. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> so that just says something. Let's just get into this thing. Let's get into it. We're going to start off. With some VO exposition in the form of a man telling his son a story. Right. A Usually a bad story. Thing. Usually a bad story. Usually. Thing. <laughs> but the way they do this is pretty neat. Basically, centuries ago, five African tribes are warring over the meteorite that they showed gonna, up. You're not going to do the accent? Yeah, I felt like maybe maybe don't do the Just accent. Just inappropriate, really? Yeah, yeah. I feel like- That's fair. I had to ask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Since I, I, you know, I threw that out there at one point, I guess. <laughs> he didn't. But still- <laughs> There was a meteorite that crashed but, into- But it is a no on the accent. Uh, definitely a no Got on the it. accent. Just wanted to- If you want to try it- Make sure- I'm not going to oh, no, stop no, no, you, no, no. but- That's inappropriate, Brian. I feel like you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here. It's a no on the accent, guys. Right. No accent. So an alien metal- Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Nope. Cut that. <laughs> I don't know if we can. I don't know if we have the capability. So an alien metal vibranium meteorite crashes into this African country, and these four tribes are warring over it. And a shaman, Bashenga, ingests a heart-shaped herb, and he turns into the very first Black Panther. He unites all the tribes, except the 
Jabari, they're like, no, nah, we're good. Nah, dude. Then we're going to go live in the mountains. You guys have fun with your vibranium. Right. I can't wait for Ace Ventura when nature calls to come out and they're going to copy our look. It's going to be the best. <laughs> and they develop the into- same look. Okay. Just saying. All right. <laughs> and the four tribes develop into a nation of highly advanced technology and they isolate themselves from the rest of the world and pretend to be a third world country. It's pretty much what I try to do every single time I play a civilization game. Where I try to advance technology so fast and hope no one notices me. Yeah. That's it. Just hide in your corner. That's it. And Wakanda, they pulled it off. They did it. They nailed it. I think it is also important to say, while we're putting the, I guess, the hindsight glasses on for this movie, it hit me really hard when they said Wakanda hides in plain sight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of lines in this movie that now are backbreaking because of how heavy they are. Yeah. <laughs> Not heavy-handed. Not heavy-handed. It's just they emotionally will emotionally heavy. destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. It might be funnier if you do the accent that those parts. Just to, just to try it, to break, break the its tension just a little bit. I still don't know what the accent All is. All right. I'm making sure we're on the same page. Okay. We're a team, All right. We're a team. Wakanda hides in oh, plain no. sight. <laughs> no. It doesn't. I sound Indian when I do it. Anyway, you really do. Not... For what it's worth, Ben Kingsley won an Oscar playing Gandhi, and he barely sounded Indian. That's, so that's true. That's something. So, But then again- no accent. We're in agreement. No accent. All right. <laughs> All I'm saying is that Chadwick Boseman faked the accent. Yeah, that's true. It was his choice to do it because he didn't want the character to feel westernized. Right. Marvel came to him and said, hey, do you want to do this American or do you want to do it English? And he's like, this is supposed to be an African nation that has not been colonized. Why wouldn't it be an African accent? Makes perfect sense. And that was a decision he made in Civil War. Beautiful. I love it. In 1992... King T'Chaka visits his brother Njobu, who is working undercover in Oakland. California, not Africa. Right. Oakland, California. T'Chaka is accusing Njobu of assisting black market arms dealer Ulysses Claw, who you remember from Age of Ultron. He got his arm ripped off by Ultron. Yeah, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. The legend himself. Yes. Also, King T'Chaka. John Connie? Yes, but here it's, he's actually being played by Atandwa Connie, his son. A lot of father-son duos going on in this movie. I think there's only one. No. The Whitaker. Mm, You might want to look again. You're kidding me. Not related at all. We're going to talk about that in a second then. (laughs) Because that is bananas to me. It's crazy. What? Is it one of those things that if you're just a Whitaker, your eye just kind of falls into itself a little bit? (laughs) Is that how it works? I don't know. Because this is nuts that this just works out. They look very similar and have the same last name. But no, they are not related. Wow. We live in a simulation. It's true. This is a fact now. This is That's just the glitch in the name, I guess. It must be. <laughs> Get on with it. This is great. Yeah. So <laughs> T'Chaka is accusing Njobu, who is being played by Sterling K. Brown, who you might remember from This Is Us. Right. Also, Frozen 2. I got two He's ki- fantastic. Two, two girls. I yeah. love him. Yeah. He's, he's great. Phenomenal. He's being accused of stealing vibranium from Wakanda or helping Ulysses Claw do it. And it's... It's Njobu's partner who reveals he's actually a Wakandan spy, Zuri, being played by Denzel Whitaker. Right. And it's supposed to be a young Forrest Whitaker. Right. And my brain is exploding. Exploding. I wrote down on the cheat sheet, no relation. I know. I didn't believe you. And then under T'Chaka, yes, relation. I did notice that too. But still, <laughs> I like how they identify themselves as Wakandan, how they pull the, the lower lip down. Yeah, they have that, like the, the glowing, glowing blue. tattoo. Yeah. That's Pretty cool. Neat. I like it. Is that actual vibranium in their lip? That's how I took it. Because like, if you punched him in the mouth, that would probably hurt. What makes me a little more weary is how Njobu here and Zuri 
if they go to the dentist, the dentist can be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right? I guess. Maybe they have like a special Wakandan traveling dentist. We've gone too far. Yep. That's where I'm going to draw the line. <laughs> oh, that's, we found a dead astronaut already. <laughs> so yeah, Zuri is like, yeah, no, he did all that. Here's here's the vibranium right here. And T'Chaka's like, come on, man. You're my brother. Why are you doing this to me? It really is a basketball. Bro. 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 Now I got to bring you back and you got to stand trial. But instead he tries to pull a gun on Zuri, who's just doing his job. And T'Chaka, he kills him. Got to claw him. He, he claws him up yep. right in the chest. Leaves him for dead in the, on the floor. We cut to present day. We're post T'Chaka's death. It's basically right after Civil War ends. Right. T'Chaka dies in Civil War in the explosion at the UN building yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. So now his son T'Challa has returned to Wakanda to assume the throne. But first he's got to work with Okoye to, for some reason, pick up Nakia, who's on a mission undercover somewhere in Nigeria. Right. T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman. Right. Okoye, Denai Gurira. Denai Gurira. And Nakia is Lupita Nyong'o. Yes. This cast is fucking stacked. Stacked. Stacked cast. Man, is it good. We're not even that far into it. Nope. <laughs> There's so many more. We still got our ultimate player coming in. Okoye is T'Challa's captain and the leader of his- General. General and bodyguard and the leader of the Dora Malaje. Right. The Dora Malaje. There has not been an ass that has not been kicked by Okoye. Oh my God, is she deadly. Insanely deadly. She's my second favorite part of this movie. She's incredible. Incredible. Mostly because our first part we're about to meet. My favorite part of the movie. Nakia? No. I was going to say. Shuri. Shuri. Oh, Shuri is a treat. She's the best. She's a treasure. But yeah, they, they pick up Nakia from her undercover assignment. They all go back to Wakanda, and they're waiting for them. Our Queen Ramonda, played by Angela Bassett. Oh, right. Forgot about her for a second. Angela fucking Bassett. <laughs> and Princess Shuri, who is played by Letitia Wright. Stacked. This whole Insane. cast is stacked. I Insane. love when they're flying into Wakanda. Okoye says, we're home. And then they have a small buildup of how you see that it is kind of a desolate African area with yeah, the small yeah. tribes outside. And Chadwick Boseman says, this part never gets old. Part never gets old. And you old. fly through- No accent? Of, no accent. Okay. The, it flies through the force field hologram Yeah, they, they basically thing. drive right through the, the yeah. mountainside. And we got our first look at Wakanda. And it is cool. It looks futuristic and used, and it is beautiful. Lived in. But still, definitely futuristic. Oh, big time. It's big terrific. Big time. Not alien. Not a, just, not even a little bit. It looks correct. It makes sense. Yeah. How about that? So they go to the ceremony to induct T'Challa as king, and he has to drink a liquid that removes the, the strength of the Black Panther, which is fine, and then they invite challengers to take the throne right. from the other tribes within the community. Right. The four tribes, the, the happy tribes, I'm going to call them. The happy they tribes. Say, We're not going to challenge. You're cool as shit, T'Challa. No challenge today. But then Umbaku shows up from Umbaku the Jabari, and he says- Jabari. It's on, buddy. It's oh, on. I challenge the hell out of you. <laughs> so they fight. And Mbaku, he's pretty good. He hits real hard. He is a he's a strong boy. But T'Challa's a fast boy. T'Challa's very fast. And he's he's got a lot of skill in defense. He gets that leg wrap around him, says, You fought honorably. Tap, buddy. And Mbaku's like, Yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, gonna, like, I'm definitely going to tap. I don't want to kill you. Sucks. You need to lead these people. And he's like, Shit, I do have to lead these people, don't I? All right, I'll tap. Seems like an easy decision. It's one of those, like, death or leadership still. Kind of like a sub-king. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh. 
a tough decision. Like, I still have my own tribe. He's right. I would still technically be leading them. Right. Nothing's going to change because for the most part, or I could they die. leave us alone. I could just die. Okay. I'll tap. I tap. No, all right. I'll tap. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Good call, Winston Duke. Also Winston Duke's in this movie. Also Winston Duke. <laughs> yeah. We're not done, which is crazy. <laughs> We're not even close to done. So T'Challa is crowned king. He he drinks the the heart-shaped herb fluid again in a, in a ceremony where he gets buried. And then he goes into a deep sleep where he visits the ancestral plane. What's the ancestral plane? Because this is the part that gets compared to Lion King all the time. It is gorgeous. Yeah. It has the right amount of subtlety where yeah. it looks like an African plane, but the colors are definitely fucky. Oh, which makes you realize purpley like, blue sky. Yeah, this and, is yeah. definitely not an African plane. And he sees T'Chaka. He gets to see old Pops again. You get to see, yeah, good old John Connie. This scene hit hard. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, it hit really hard. Yeah. And this is a scene that wouldn't hit nearly as hard a week ago. Right. And that's the crazy part. Right. A, a week ago, this scene was just another scene in this movie. It's like, oh, yeah, his, he misses his dad. But now Chadwick Boseman's standing there saying the words, I don't want to be without you yet. There's that. <sighs> but I think more importantly is the whole point of the ancestral plane is for the ancestors to give advice right. to the younger generation. And what T'Chaka says is, you're a good man with a good heart, and it is hard for a good man to be king. You're going to struggle, so you need to surround yourself with people you trust. Mm-hmm. Holy hell, mm-hmm. that has yeah. no meaning. Well, the very first thing he says to him is, stand up, you're a king. That's beautiful. Oh, But people that you can trust. Just think of yeah. Chadwick Boseman in that situation of- right. I got this thing in me. I just got that's, chills. That's bad. I just got chills. This bad thing that's slowly killing me, stage three style. Yeah. And I got people I can trust. IRL. IRL. It's amazing to me. It really is amazing to me. Stronger than you ever would have known. I told you. It's a different movie one week later. Absolutely. <laughs> it's creepy, and it's beautiful, and I love it. And in that moment, T'Challa wakes back up, back in Wakanda. Now, while this is happening, Eric Stevens, played by... Michael B. fucking Jordan. Yeah, middle name. He needs it there. <laughs> Michael Bucking Jordan. I like that yeah, a lot. Right? He uh, He's just hanging out at a museum looking at all these different he's artifacts. He's like, hey. I like it. Tell me about this one. Tell me about this one. I poisoned your coffee. I'm taking this. It's vibranium. I was half expecting to see Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, just, <laughs> just dust, dusting something in the corner because that seems to be her job. It is. Just dusting things at museums. That's it. But I expected it. He poisoned <laughs> the person's coffee who is there and she goes, she drops. So the paramedics come. Right. But the paramedics are secretly assassins. Yeah, because it's Andy Circus. It's Andy Circus, And he's he's not CGI. It's it's him. It's no, a it's person. him. He's a real person. By the way, in case you guys didn't know. Right. Andy Circus Is a real man. He's a real he's man. He's a real boy. <laughs> That's he's a real boy. Well, I was doing Mickey because Disney. I went Gollum because of, nah, was that New Line? That's nothing. But still. Because <laughs> of New Line? <laughs> they did Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> uh, I was making a Pinocchio reference. Oh, I got that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These paramedics, they're going to kill some people. Yeah. I like how he's like, hey, you, come here. The one no, guy no, who's no. still standing? Yeah. It's like, no, 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 you're good. Run away, but don't tell anybody about this. And then as he's running away, he shoots him. He's like, why'd you do that? Because if the crime scene's more spread out, they look like amateurs. I like that a lot. That's kind of smart. It's very smart. This Ulysses Claw guy, I mean, whoo He's got a head in those big, broad shoulders. Andy Serkis, by the way, he's built in this movie. Absolutely. He was built in Age of Ultron, too. Good point. Same character. Makes sense. Just one less arm. Right. But he still has an arm, but now it's like a lasery arm. It's very lasery. But it's not lasery at all. But it's, let's just call it lasery for what it is. We'll right. call it lasery right now. Not important. We'll get there. So yeah, now 
Eric Stevens has this piece of vibranium and from this artifact. Yeah. Word gets back to Wakanda and they're like, great. Claw is out here doing stuff again. Well, they said that you're never going to believe it popped up on the radar. And it turns out that it is Claw. Right. And apparently Claw is T'Chaka, his like biggest regret that he never brought right. in. 30 years and he never he never could bring in Claw right. for what he did when he first stole the vibranium. Exactly. From Wakanda. I like it that they're building a history yeah. outside of this movie in order. It's, it's terrific. So T'Challa's friend, Wakabi, who is played by Daniel Kaluuya. Right. Because the hits just keep they coming. Just keep coming. Are we out of hits? That might No, no we have one no, more we hit. We still have minimum. a big one. We still have a big one coming. Yes, we do. Um Daniel Kaluuya, we will be talking about this month on our Patreon show when we talk about Get Out. We will be. So stay tuned for so that. So hopefully we like him here. <laughs> we don't. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like him. Don't like the character. That's what we should say. There you go. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like, no, I think he does a really good job. He's slimy in this thing. He is. And he's supposed to be like Chala's best friend. Right. We'll get, we'll get there. there. We'll get there. And Okoye's lover. He lost his parents because of when Claw showed up the first time. And he's really mad that nothing was ever done about him. And he's like, cool. I'm glad that T'Challa's going to do something about this. They have intel that there's going to be a, a deal made for the vibranium in South Korea. Right. What is Claw's, what he's trying to get at? It's just money? Money. Seems to be his I'll thing. I'll get you money. And there's a whole meeting of elders, and they're like, what do we do? Do we go? Is it a setup? Who knows? And T'Challa's eventually like, we're going to go get this guy. Yeah. It makes sense He's for like, him to go get this guy. I'm king. My dad couldn't do it in 30 years. He's popping up on the radar. Yeah, I'm going to go get him. Right. So he takes Okoye and Nakia, and they go all the way to South Korea. We should say at this point, he has met Shuri. They did the whole Q lab thing, pretty much James Bond style. Right. He's got a new suit. Yep. The new suit pops out of the cool-ass necklace that he wears. It is very cool. The new suit also can absorb energy, and it can redistribute energy after it gets hit. It yep. looks awesome. It this is purple. one of the best suits in the MCU. It's I stand neat. by it. It's amazing. On I to st- Korea. I still prefer the mask from the Civil War version. I am indifferent. But the, the rest truth. of the suit. Yeah. Indifferent. Awesome. So they go to Busan, and they go into this underground casino kind of deal. Because this is what James Bond would do. Yeah. This is exactly what James Bond would do. Yeah. And the plan is to just kind of intercept the package and bring Claw back to Wakanda. No harm, no foul. He's got an American buyer. We don't know who it is. It doesn't matter. Well, it turns out it's Everett K. Ross. Martin fucking Freeman, man. Martin fucking Freeman. <laughs> because, you know Speaking what? Speaking of all of It's funny how you say that because they actually, they called Andy Serkis and, and Martin Freeman the Tolkien white guys. That's extremely funny. That's very good. I like that a lot. Because- <laughs> They're the token white guys, but they're also the Tolkien white guys. That's just another level of That's brilliant. brilliant. That's something we could all imagine laugh at. being that <laughs> just on set and coming up with that and being like, <laughs> "They're gonna love this." <laughs> I would imagine they both would. They're both they are oh, comic yeah. actors for Absolutely. the most part. It works out very well. It is funny how so this movie. Let's let's get to it. Racial overtones. Oh, for sure. They are fluent in this movie in the best possible way. And yeah, I absolutely love it. Yeah. The American people are just all white. That's true. It's funny because they're like, find the Americans in the room and they're like on their their comms. Right. And they're like, oh, there's eight of them because there's just eight white people in the room. But I'm okay with that. Oh, it's great. I think it gets the point across so fast. What I find interesting- You're in Korea. You are a bunch of Africans hunting down the American buyers. Yeah. Yeah, Lean in. And the South African Ulysses Please. But yeah, uh, they count eight Americans. You know who they don't count in that though? 
Stan Lee, who's there. <laughs> he is, he absolutely is absolutely there. there. As always, we should ask if this Stan gets snapped. I don't think so. I do. Really? Yeah. I feel like you've been snapping every Stan lately. No. Every single one lately. No. I'm trying to think, what was the last one I kept? The last one I kept was in the bus on- was it Doctor Strange? Was it? It was Doctor Strange. He survived, for sure. Okay. But this one, no thanks. Sorry. I thought he was clever. Dusted. <laughs> we gotta, just going to hold on to that for safekeeping. It would be money great that, if we saw like a pit boss, had... a pit boss come over and just take like a dummy. Like, you know, whenever you see it and like anything in the world, how they clearly throw like a fake dummy out of a room and it just flops around. If they did like a Stan Lee version, it's just in a sweater vest. <laughs> All right. So, so your problem was that he didn't get punished? He needed to get punished. Did he? Pit bosses have killed for less. Yeah. He's probably a high roller hanging out in this South Korean underground casino, just taking other people's money all willy-nilly. Snapped. Fine. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually curious if a listener would write in and tell us who we've snapped and who we haven't at this point. Who has the time? I I can name probably a few people. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious to know, like, where's the halfway mark? Yeah, I think we've snapped way more than we haven't. I don't know. There's been some kick-ass Stan Lee cameos. There have been some very good ones, but I feel like if there's anything slightly immoral about him, you're like, get him out of here. Why wouldn't I? Or if he's like a little bit less than the smartest Stan, you're like, get him out. Yeah, that's fair. It's random, Dave. Some bad Stans have to live. You're not wrong. I declare here, our next Stan will live no matter what due to random. No. That's not random because I know what our next stand is. I have no clue. (laughs) (laughs) So there you have it. Our next stand. Okay. The lucky survivor. (laughs) You might regret that one. You think so? I have no idea. All right. I don't know who's next. I'm fibbing. But anyway, the whole thing goes south when T'Challa discovers that the buyer is the CIA agent Everett Ross and that it's a double cross kind of. Sort of. The CIA is just trying to get vibranium. Right. For reasons. They never really explain, but... We'll just assume it's for weapons. Yeah. And Claw brings an entire entourage because they know... That's a setup. ...that T'Challa got the information. Oh, okay. I took it as they knew it was a setup of some sort. No, because, I mean, the CIA showed up with the diamonds to to trade off. Good point. It was just going to be a straight trade because, you know... Okay. U.S. government, shady dealings and whatnot. Of course, as they're known for. So they all fight, and it's pretty badass. Okoye whips somebody with a wig... Koya goes to fucking town on everyone. She is just destroying people with a spear. She's the best. And they're like shooting at her and she's like, no, it's not going to land. Bam. You know what? It's actually a good time to bring this up also. Ryan Coogler makes some interesting camera choices. Oh, absolutely. But it is fluent throughout this movie. Every single fight scene is shot from a steady cam. That is, let's call it POV level of any audience member that there would be. There is yeah. almost no fancy shots. Right. It, it's, it's like one you're of those part like of you're, it. you're a part of it. You're yeah. living in this world with him. The camera does that almost the entire movie, no matter what. It, I noticed it mostly in the fight scenes of like, they're going to cut and show me something cool. It is so rare that you get like an over the top yeah. shot or anything like that. This camera stays. I feel like right the in only line. times you really get over the headshots are when they're on the second level looking down where it would be appropriate. It is a fascinating choice. It is neat. I noticed it here because we're changing floor levels. We see yeah. Okoye dive down the stairs and kick ass. Then we see T'Challa kicking ass downstairs. And, and then we go upstairs up and Naki is kicking ass upstairs. And the camera stays at the level of the character the entire time, no yeah. matter what. It's great. Very cool. Huge fan. But eventually Claw escapes. Next time, Gadget. He runs out into the street. 
but they've already counted on this happening and they have equipment that they can hijack cars with. So they do. And this is where Shuri comes in this because is where she's Shuri driving a VR car from yeah. the safety of her Wakanda lab. She's hanging out in the lab and she's got the, the sandbox that turns into an interior of this car that T'Challa throws this bead on top of. And now she can control the car. It's badass. It's pretty cool. It's so awesome. Also, Okoye and Nakia are in their own car that they brought with them, which happens to be made of vibranium. Because of course. Of course it is. If you got it, use it. And it turns into a huge chase scene all over South Korea. It's pretty good. It's pretty cool. There's lots of hills and jumps and whatnot. But Claw has this vibration arm weapon that he's actually adapted from Wakandan mining tools. Right. That uses sound and vibration to... What's the word? Fuck up whatever target it hits. There you go. It deactivates basically vibranium. Right. And boy, is he good at using it. He's real good it's at like using it. It's like he took Wakandan technology and like Stark technology and he's like, yeah, let's just mash these up. See what just, happens. And even makes like the repulsor beam sound when it's he amazing. shoots it. And I'm I like, love it. Cool. Ultimately, Claw crashes and T'Challa is real close to just killing him. He's like, every breath you take is mercy from me. And then he's stopped by Okoye. He was like, the world is watching right now, and there's just people all around holding up cell phone That's cameras. Right. Dane DeHaan was here with his cell phone camera <laughs> filming the whole thing. Damn it, Dane DeHaan. <laughs> Always a villain. He's the worst. Absolutely worst. Chronicle. Every Good single idea. time. Weirdly executed. <laughs> Every time he shows up, he just starts morphing into a weird, creepy dude. But basically, they're like, all right, we're going to bring Claw in. But of course, Martin Freeman's like, actually, we're going to bring him in because we're the CIA and- I guess that's what we're going to do now. America! We were, we were just going to make yeah. a deal with him right. and, and take his vibranium, but now I guess we're going to arrest him since you showed up. Makes sense to do it, doesn't it? I guess. It's kind of like, we were going to do this not on the level, but now we're going to do it on the level. Since there's a witness. Is this Ross related to Thunderbolt Ross? I don't think they're related. Oh, they might be. I'm not sure. I don't know. This is just hitting me now. Canonically, they might be, but I don't, I don't know. think so. I screwed up the whole Whitaker situation in this already. <laughs> I'm not willing to take another guess on a family member. <laughs> I don't know, but this is not the first time we've seen Everett Ross. No, it's not. Because he was in Civil War? Yes. Yes, he was. He was the one who was interrogating Baron Zemo. I'm on the Googles right now. No relation. In the comics, there's no relation. All right. That doesn't mean anything, though, as we've known. It's just... Both high-ranking yeah. government officials if, with the same last if name. If family members mattered, then Scarlet Witch would say, my dad's Magneto, damn it. Yeah, but contracts. That's right. <laughs> There's a literal fox staring her down at the time. Uh, oh, cuss. <laughs> well, that was fantastic. So the next day, Ross is interrogating Claw, and Claw's like, got it all wrong, man. These Wakandans, they're not some third-world country. They're this advanced technological community and they're just hiding everything. I'm not taking all of their vibranium. I'm just taking a little bit of it. Literally a nothing worth of it. But my question to you here is, how do they not know about Wakanda being a not third world country? Because there was so much weight put in civil war on T'Chaka speaking to the UN. Yeah. As I don't know what, not the Sokovia Accords. Well, I want to say it was Wakandan delegates that were killed in the explosion. Right. But then directly after this, you have the news reporting that, oh, T'Chaka has died. T'Challa is going to take over. It's like, this is an awful lot of information for what is considered a third world country. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of weight put on to this third world country if it doesn't mean anything to anyone else. It's interesting. It is interesting. I do appreciate that they do say that they are secretive. Yeah. They are very private. That helps it. But you got to figure that 
Someone's got to know something. You would think somebody has to know, right? I think the only people, the only outsiders that really know right now are Claw. Yeah. And Eric Stevens. Steve Rogers. Fair. Also him. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. All right. Just a thought. So while Claw is being interrogated, Eric Stevens is outside getting ready to blow the door off off the place. Or getting ready to blow a hole in the wall. Right. Different than door. Walls and They're not the same thing. Different. Because walls... No entryway. No, but they be- they can become doors. If you blow them open. Right. So that's what he does. And at the same time, there's a shootout. Ross gets shot in the back, and he's not looking good. Instead of following Claw and finding out what's going on, they decide that they need to help Ross. T'Challa says to so either Okoye or Nakia, I don't remember which one, but he says that he it would feel bad knowing that he can't save Ross, like when he, he knows they have the technology to do yeah. it. And Ross took the bullet for Nakia. Right. His quote unquote love, if you right. will. Right. Sort of. It's sort a weird of relationship. His ex-girlfriend, I guess. I don't know how it works. I don't know. But before they take off Claw and Eric Stevens, T'Challa notices a ring. Right. And it's an important ring. It is an important ring. We'll get there in a minute. We will. So they take Ross back to Wakanda against everybody's better judgment. They're like, oh, I don't know if we should do this. We're secretive. Well, the whole reason is because- Nakia, her big thing that she's pushing for is that she like she's a missionary, if you will. She's Basically, a spy, yeah, but she's yeah. a missionary. She wants the technology of Wakanda to help the rest of the world because she knows they have it. Yeah. And she considers it almost selfish to keep it to themselves in order to create this, I'm not going to call it a utopia, but- Like an Amazon.com. Exactly. So- <laughs> <laughs> we have this Amazon.com. And there's just all these mom and pop places out here that are failing miserably. Exactly. <laughs> she wants the outsiders to come in. Well, not so much come in, but to give back to them. Okoye wants nothing to do with anything because of traditions. And if we've learned anything about Wakanda, they rely heavily on their traditions. Even yes. Umbaku, who gets his ass handed to him by T'Challa in the, the battle earlier, very much for tradition. Very traditional, yes. It's incredible. It's actually very honorable, very regal. I like it a lot. They bring Ross back to Wakanda. And Shuri sets him up on her little healing table and... We get to see the three-dimensional spine pop out. Yep. Gosh, I and can't she... wait to see that again some other time if that comes back. Wink, ding. <laughs> I got to say, this whole movie, there's a lot of not so much cause and effect. I, whenever I think of like a Spielberg movie, I think of cause and effect. Okay. This happens, therefore this happens right after. Right. And that's what I love about Spielberg, especially when you look at something like Raiders of the Lost Ark. With this, it seems like everything's Chekhov's gun. Okay. Everything yeah. is Chekhov's gun. Yeah. And I appreciate that because earlier in the movie, they show this sort of like the technology of Wakanda, how there's a train that runs out, but there's these sonic things that keep it together. So right. The sonic dampeners. Exactly. Because it's unstable and it's traveling at that speed, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. Here you get to see the spine come out and you get to see what's happening there with like the 3D spine and how they can fix a, a, a wound of this magnitude. You get to see the battle earlier on with the waterfall. You get to see the ha- flower heart, whatever it is, yeah, the, that makes you the Black Panther. Everything's a herb. Chekhov's gun. I, and I, I'll describe what that is. Chekhov's gun is, if you see a pistol on the wall in the first act, the second act, that thing better go off. Exactly. It's how you build the suspense. It's how you bring everything back together. It's kind of like a Stephen King type of way of everything that isn't story, take it out. Right. You don't need it. Right. Everything that you see here so far is story. It matters. It's Chekhov's gun. Let's keep going. Spinal cord fixed. Bam. Ross is better. <laughs> T'Challa goes to talk to Zuri, and Zuri's like- Forrest Whitaker. Right. Forrest Whitaker. Not related- Somehow. To, to Denzel Whitaker. Do you think Denzel Whitaker went like, 
looking in the mirror one day, trying to figure out his SAG name. And he went, that's a Whitaker face if I've ever seen one. <laughs> For sure. That's what he did. But then he's like, well, a little bit better. We'll go with Denzel Whitaker. Right. <laughs> right. I got to handsome this up somehow. Denzel's definitely the way to handsome something up. Zuri tells him that, all right, here's the deal. Your dad and I might have might have killed your uncle. I don't know. But he could have had a kid. His kid might still be alive. Now, when you say Hazy might, Zuri, what do you mean? No, it definitely happened. All right. So it the, definitely the kid's name is, is Eric Stevens. Uh, he probably he went, lived in Oakland. He went from Mike. His to... mom was in jail. Yep. We were trying to break her out. And then and then instead we killed her, his dad. And, and we left the kid. He's definitely we still out there. The kid. Just definitely out he's there. cruising around. Probably has his dad's ring. That's probably who you saw. Did Is this where we learn the background or is it from Everett we Ross? We learn from Ross what, okay. is, what is military U.S. black Got ops it. background Let's is. get to that because that's important. A couple of things this movie quickly brushes over is uh, the reason why they want to talk about Killmonger after Ross wakes up is because Killmonger has killed Claw very, very easily, it seems, how he just put a bullet in him. Yeah. Yeah. They were at like a, an abandoned airplane Yeah. It doesn't graveyard. matter. It doesn't matter. And he just killed Claw. Just bam. There Simple goes. enough. Bam. The guy who was really hard to kill, dead instantly. Bam. Whoops. Now I guess I got to go to Wakanda. Exactly. Because uh, this is where Eric Stevens reveals that he is Wakandan because of the tattoo. Yeah. And it's a nice little twist that you sort of don't see coming, which is nice. Sort of don't. Sort, sort of do. Of, you sort of do. You sort of don't. That's <laughs> <laughs> this way he's set up. But then he's dragging a body, like a, a bag, a tarp. Yeah. It's definitely a body. And it turns out to be Claw. It's and Claw. and uh, what's his Wakabi. Face? Wakabi. Wakabi's like. Oh, because oh, Wakabi and T'Challa, he's like, oh, you didn't get him? You didn't bring him back? Fuck you, man. You're my best friend, but now I'm mad Hold at you on, for not getting him Hold on, because this is the part that try. actually hurts me. This is right after T'Challa comes back. I know we're going a little out of order with some of these <laughs> things, because this movie does bounce around a ton. Yeah. It is hard to keep up sometimes. Wakabi says, hey, let me see him. Like, let me, where's yeah. Claw? Let me uh, let me see him, because he killed my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't get him. And T'Challa's like, nope, he got away. He Sorry, through. man. And Wakabi says, your dad didn't do shit in 30 years, and you're not going to do shit now. We're not friends anymore, more or less. And it's one of those things of we're looking at the major arc of this movie comes down to a friend's pettiness. Yeah. That his buddy blew it one, one time, time first over the go span out. of like a few days of being king. Whereas the king yeah, before yeah. was like 30 years. It's like, okay, no, let's actually hinge our entire film on that moment on a petty <laughs> friend. Oh, yeah. Your dad didn't do shit in 30 years, and you couldn't figure it out your first go? This is a great movie. Dumb. This is a dumb moment, this and this dumb. is a dumb thing I to agree. hinge it on. I agree. So uh, they find out that Killmonger's at the gates. This is where Ross steps in, and Ross says, hey, that guy? No joke. No joke. He's one of ours. He's one of ours. He is- Black Ops soldier. Black Ops soldier. He's more or less a mercenary at this point. Yeah, he's because... racked up kills in Afghanistan, Iraq. They call him Killmonger. And Ross says, this guy's the real deal. Yeah. Be- Careful. They get an audience with him. Yeah, he shows up and he said, I, I want to talk to the king. And he's like, I heard that there was a challenge, a ritual combat challenge. I want in. Also, I'm your cousin, bro. Yeah, ask me who I am. Ask me who I am. And he's like, he, I will not. T'Challa will not because T'Challa knows. knows the answer. He's like, and that's a big problem. When he answers, everyone in that room goes, You got the right to fight him. Oh, guess what? Yep. Uh, you got the right to fight him. Everybody except for Ramonda, who's like, Angela Bassett, yeah. She's don't like, do it, dude. She's like, don't actually, do it, son, dude. Ritual Combat was like two days ago, bud. You missed it. Sorry, bye. <laughs> You're late to the game. And then, of course, T'Challa, ever the, the fucking, uh, he's like, yeah, I'll challenge. Tradition, man. Tradition's important. accept your challenge. It's important. But he also was, a second ago, not even going to acknowledge who he actually was. But then he's like, oh, well, that's because ignorance right, yeah. is bliss, first of all. <laughs> 
He's like, I know who you are, but I don't want you to hear. Is this the I challenge know. coming up here? Yeah. This is so tricky to talk. I wish this movie didn't jump as much as it does. Say so this movie doesn't jump a ton. It jumps enough to be a little confusing sometimes. It flies for being over two hours. Absolutely. It does. We go back to the waterfall. Killmonger's saying, I want that throne. Yeah. He's got a legitimate claim to it, so he it does. makes sense. We don't really know his claim so much yet. It's starting to develop where Killmonger has said that Wakanda has all this technology and all this power, and they're just harnessing it for themselves while black people outside of Wakanda are really struggling yeah. in the world. Yeah. Oh my God, we have a major social issue in this movie. Yeah, he wants to arm his disenfranchised brothers and sisters around the world to overcome their suppressors. Right. And it's one of those things of, you got a point that everyone's yep. struggling and that Wakanda has all this technology to possibly help you struggle less. Yep. But you're taking it that step just a little yeah. too far. So at some point, it stops being about them and more about everybody else feeling the pain that you felt. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're going to fight. They're going to fight. Killmonger takes off his shirt because that's how you do it. And he's got a scar type thing. Yeah. For like, It's like a bump on his skin for every kill that he has. <laughs> he's got a lot of bumps. It's a lot of, he's a very bumpy boy. He's uh, very, very bumpy. And Frank would have uh, a hell of a time reading him. <laughs> it's a good thing that he has the dialogue to tell us <laughs> what's what's uh, what's up about him, if you will. Because he's got Braille on he's him. He's got Braille on him. <laughs> Helen Keller. Somehow that's worse than the accent joke. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Aren't we the podcast that does that? You're the right. Mistaking in Frank and Helen Keller? You're right. Okay. You're absolutely right. I was, wasn't sure if I was on my own show anymore. Or nope. Not. Nope. You're right. I'm back on board with you. We're going to sink the ship together. The miracle. <laughs> Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> Killmonger is going to defeat T'Challa. Yeah. And not like subtly, like he's not going to tap or anything. No, no. he's going to throw him over the falls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because at this point, Zuri, he ends up stopping yeah. Killmonger from killing him. He's like, no, man. Hey, I hey, was the one who was responsible for your dad's death. And Killmonger goes, I'm going to take you both then. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Killmonger just immediately stabs Zuri. He's like, yeah, Uncle Joey. Bam. Right. He's like, I'm working on this sleeve of bumps here. You know what? You know what? One's weird dad. Let's add two. Yeah, I think I need to add a couple more bumps to my arm. Angela Bassett and Shuri, they got a skedaddle. They're down. like, oh, let's leave before bad he turns thing. us yeah, into skin bumps. Exactly. <laughs> That's a terrible way to put it. And um, Nakia goes too. The three right. of them run off. And they're like, we got to hide. Where do we go? I guess to the Jabari. They hate us, but let's see if they're cool with us right now. Let's see. What's interesting here is Killmonger takes over. Yeah, Killmonger has his entire ceremony. Uh, the same thing we saw T'Challa go through where they bury him and they get, they give him the, the heart-shaped herb. And he goes into the ancestral plane, except his ancestral plane is, is the apartment. in Oakland. Right. Oakland, California, not Africa. Right. My mistake. Oakland, California. With Sterling K. Brown. The right. Pops. Well, Popsicle's back. Popsicle. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. He I wasn't did. frozen. No. Well, he, he was in Frozen too. Popsicle. You did it. <laughs> General Matias, he was the second portrait on the wall. I need to stop watching Frozen 2 with the yeah, kids. Yeah, you do. What's interesting about this is that T'Challa had this really deep memory uh, with T'Chaka, and it was actual advice that got passed down. It was interesting that the Sterling K. Brown character said, like, what, no tears for me? Yeah. To which Killmonger goes, everybody dies. Everybody dies. From. This is part of it. It's like, this guy is just so dead inside and jaded from yeah. all this. I really like this scene a lot. It's important. It is important. And what's more important is when he comes out of the ancestral plane and the line is literally drawn in the sand of like, this is a bad dude. Yeah. He says to burn. 
burn the heart-shaped herb because nobody else needs this now. I'm the king. That's right. So all that tradition now is getting thrown out by this guy. It is, and it's because Everett Ross in the next scene says that this guy's job was literally to go in and destabilize the government to cause chaos from the inside. Yeah. Luckily, Naki is able to steal one piece of the heart-shaped herb before Before Killmonger says to to burn it all. Because the, the I guess the caretakers of this crop of whatever it is, they're like, yeah, it's for the next king. Right. And that's when he says, burn it. We're not a political show. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I feel like this is the one to get political on. Probably. If there is one. This movie is, I'm not going to call it timeless already because it's only two years old. But right. oh boy, is it molding to the times that we're in right now in 2020. Yeah. Because- Right now in Washington, you got this guy who, he won his office by traditions. And since he got Mm -hmm. into that office, he has decided to destabilize pretty much the entire government from the inside out. And we've all seen it. And it's all been reported on. And investigations have proven it. Stop calling it a hoax when you have all these uh, people testifying. Stop it. We're not a political podcast. Nope. But he is literally trying to burn these traditions to the ground in order to maintain power. Yeah. Does it sound familiar? That's really what kept going through my head watching what Killmonger's doing. Does it sound familiar? Yeah, he just kind of shows up, takes it over, and then says, all right, well, now let's get rid of everything. Took it everything. over by tradition. He took it over in the right. proper way. Right. But then, I mean, in order to maintain He had power, some help from foreigners. Wink. <laughs> ding. This hit really close to home. Yeah. This did. And it's interesting now because he obviously wants to arm the outside world. With the powers of Wakanda in order to have an uprising, if you will. Yeah. And no one in the world is going to say, that's the right thing to do. Right. Right. It's uh, <laughs> Oof. It's tricky. We're going to get there because something really interesting happens at the end of this movie. We're going to get there. I just found the allegory a little too on the nose. Yeah. Between Killmonger and the guy in the White House. That's a fair parallel to draw. I, uh, I see it. Not a political show. Stop Not it, political. Brian. Stop Not, it. My bad. I always do that. Always going on your Went rants. a whole diatribe about. You're impossible to work with. I know. It's the worst. I apologize to everybody. So Nakia gets the heart-shaped herb. She grabs Ross. And they all make a beeline to the Jabari. And they're like, M'Baku, help us. We need to fight Killmonger. Well, he's like. And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You guys are silly. No, we're going to hang out in the mountains. Oh, you need us now? After all these years, now you need us? I like how no. when Everett Ross tries to speak up and they all just start barking <gasps> at him like a dog. <laughs> and he goes, listen, you say one more word, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> you say one word, I'm going to feed you to my tribe. Just it's kidding. The- we're vegetarians. Hey, guess what we found while we were fishing? It's so good. It's so, so good. They're what vegetarians. I- Why were they fishing? Pescatarians. Well, they said he said vegetarian. They did. It's not like a, <laughs> I never think of like the word pescatarian. No, I think it's Silicon Valley. I'm a pesca pescatarian means I only eat fish that other fish eat. And it makes me <laughs> sad that that's a T.J. Miller joke. Oh, but but here we are. You got to separate the person from the art. Yeah, you do. Art. Brian did air quotes for T.J. <laughs> Miller, and that's appropriate. T.J. Miller's a piece of shit human being. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? I thought he was fine in Cloverfield. He was fine. That was bef- uh, previous shit. It was before I he was shitty? I Well, that's unknown, actually. I shouldn't yeah, say that. Who knows? It was early piece of shit. It was a turtle head of a T.J. Miller. Ew. Yes. That's worse. I don't think it is. I don't know. You just know there's <laughs> so much more coming. That's exactly it. How many Keurigs do you think a T.J. Miller is? 
Do you think that they're willing to change the scale from a Keurig to a Miller? Keurig. I shouldn't say Keurig. It's not a Keurig. It's a Keurig. Keurig. Katie Keurig. Yeah, it's not. It's not making you coffee. No, coffee will coffee create will make Keurigs. The Keurigs. Keurigs make Keurigs. Exactly. <laughs> it's a whole complicated system that we uh, we people don't understand. Would you call this a midbrow poop joke? I don't know. It's not quite highbrow, but it's not lowbrow. What would a highbrow poop joke be? Well, maybe it is Keurigs make Keurigs. I think we might have gotten. I think there. we did it. All right. Well, next week. Chadwick Boseman, you're a hero. Thank you. We can't do any better than we just did. (laughs) (laughs) So M'Baku comes around when Angela Bassett hands him this heart-shaped herb thing and says, listen, our throne, there's an asshole on it right now. Yeah. And he's an outsider, and we would much rather have someone at least from Wakanda proper doing it. You need to take this, and you need to get back our throne. Could you imagine that dude with the Black Panther powers? Oh, my God. He'd be a monster. He'd be amazing. Whoa. I want to see that movie. But that's when he comes back down. He's just like, this is real. Because traditions matter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because traditions matter. This is real. This is a real threat. And he says, follow me. It's like, all right. I got somebody who might you might want to use that on more. Yeah. We got an icy boy. We got a T'Challa sickle. We do? <laughs> T'Challa sickle. <laughs> he's, uh, he's being covered in the snow. And they're like, why are you covered in the snow? He's like, the snow's keeping him alive. I like right? how he had a popsicle and the T'Challa sickle. Nailed it. First wow. try. All right. <laughs> Just rolled right off the whatever. Not even yeah. the tongue. Whatever's in my mouth at this point. A tongue sickle. Stop it. No All more. Right. No, no more. more. <laughs> we're, we're sickle free. <laughs> no, we're not because that's like Wakabi's weapon of choice later on. Damn it. Oh, that's true. Uh, keep going. We're doing great. So they give T'Challa the heart shaped herb while he's passed out in the snow and they bury him in the snow and then he goes back to the astral plane or the ancestral plane. That's right. They're different. Are they? Uh, yeah. I don't think they are. Okay. I think it's the same Same thing. thing. When he's there, he meets up with Pops, the Popsicle, the, the, the <laughs> no. Popsicle and the T'Challa-sicle. I don't remember which T'chaka. one the Popsicle is. Just T'chaka, T'Chaka and T'Challa. Popsicle is Njobu. Okay. Very complicated. Yeah. Sterling Brown. Got it. <laughs> so T'Chaka is like, hey, come with us. Come die with us. And, <laughs> and T'Challa's like, T'Challa's like, you, you did this. Why did you leave the kid behind? What did you have to lose taking the kid? Yeah, you should have taken the kid. What's your problem? You did it wrong. And T'Chaka's like, no, we had to protect our secrets. We had to protect Wakanda. And he's like, no. That's wrong. And we see T'Challa's change of heart like in real time. And it's like, damn. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman is a fascinating actor. Yeah. I think that he takes his time making his decisions on screen, like what you see. And I think it's an interesting thing how there's an on-running joke at the beginning of this movie of, did you freeze? Did you freeze? Did you freeze? Yeah. And I really like that. It's from Shuri earlier on of like making a decision, did you freeze? Not so much, did you get all cold and right. like, you just- Did you turn into a popsicle? Exactly. And I think it's a deliberate choice by Chadwick Boseman to think through what he's going to do as a young king who yeah. understands the stakes of this world, this modern world even. And right. now he has this voice from the outside of- outside inside kind of with Nakia saying we need to kind of expand and he gets it. Yeah, he understands. He totally understands. Nakia's it. like, I've seen what's out there, and now even even Killmonger has the same stance. Exactly. And I love how you watch Chadwick Boseman work his way through these decisions in real time, as you said. Yeah. And it's oh, it is such a wonderful choice. It's very well done. Very well done. And he tells his father spirit, No, I'm not staying. I have to go back. I have to get rid of this imposter on the throne. Right. He kicks Ghost Dad to the curb. And he wakes up in the Jabari tribe mountain snow region. And he's like, 
Can I get a blanket? <laughs> That's the appropriate thing to ask for. <laughs> so T'Challa returns to Mount Bashenga to challenge Killmonger for the throne because he didn't yield. Didn't yield. And he's clearly not dead. Clearly. I love when he comes back. It's pretty badass. It is pretty badass. It takes forever because this is just a man walking across a giant field yep. at this point. Yep. And we see it. It <laughs> he might as well be real time. <laughs> walks across the field. <laughs> I'm, I'm not al- dead. I'm alive. We can see that. Come fight Thank me. Thank you, T'Challa. But now Killmonger has his own Black Panther suit because Shuri made two for some reason. Well, she had to. I, oh, maybe she didn't have to. Did she? No, oh, she had the uh, the other necklace that he chose not to get because he said the idea is to blend in. Yeah. And she had to make two so right. he could choose between gold exactly. and so silver. There it is. <laughs> You're right. It's important. It is important. But here Wakabi just says, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm going to go attack my best friend with my army of blue robed people. He's got the, the border tribe. Right. He's the leader of the border tribe. So he's like, you know what, border tribe? We're going to fight uh, the king. Right. So now we have, let's call it what it is. With the new Black king. Black Panther who- Civil War. Black Panther Civil War. Exactly. That's it's, exactly what this is. It is the border tribe and Killmonger against everybody else. I guess, well, really only the border tribe is there. The river tribe isn't there. Right. The The merchant tribe isn't there. You it's got the blue just, robes. You have the people, the red the, robes. The Dora, Milage, the Dora Milaje are there. Okoye. But group. she's very traditional and she serves the king. But now that she sees that T'Challa is still alive. King's still alive, baby. Hail to the like, king. That's my king. Here we go. And now you have two factions fighting each other. As Killmonger launches the weapons to the right. outside world he because was... he has these other war dogs, as he call them, the factions that are outside in like New York and London and right. whatever. And Hong Kong. Exactly. Hey, wink, ding, Dr. Strange. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> About that. How he wants to arm them so they could start the revolution on the outside. Right. He's very, I'll give him this, as a leader, very quick acting. He is. He makes shit happen immediately. He's got a plan. He's got a point, more importantly. Yep. And he's like, and send out the weapons. There you go. In five minutes, please. So Everett Ross is placed inside into Shuri's sandbox thing in a fighter jet that he can control remotely to take out these ships that are sending the weapons out of Wakanda. It's very dramatic. He does it. It's voiced by Trevor Noah, which is neat. Is it really? Yeah, the computer That's awesome. is Trevor Noah. I didn't Noah. know that. That's so cool. Meanwhile, filmed, everybody's- This movie was filmed in South Africa. It makes sense to get Trevor Noah. Oh, absolutely. Meanwhile, everybody else is fighting in this one field. I want to call this Chekhov's field. That Chekhov's out. I hate you. <laughs> I don't know why we do this show every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one of my worst puns ever. I set you up and I regret it instantly. Eventually, Okoye and Wakabi come face to face because Wakabi has these- Rhinoceri. But they're lovers, but we don't see any of that. And no. It's weird. No, it's, yeah. We don't see it at all. We they get we get told that once earlier that once. they're lovers. And, yeah, and they're. I don't know what this is. Well, we do know that Okoye comes from the border tribe. Yes. And she ascended through the Dora Milaje. Right. This is silly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not as silly as the attack rhinos. They're silly, too. They're silly. They're not great CGI. They're. Awful, awful, awful <laughs> CGI. I did one-star reviews for this movie, and I had a shower for, like, hours after. I bet. It was oh, disgusting God. I can to go through. imagine. A lot of the things talked about the rhinos. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm not saying Republicans in name only. I'm talking about these proper mammalian rhinos that right. Jim Carrey got birthed out of a fake one. Rhinoceri. Ace Ventura will your calls again. Uh, that of was, course. Uh, yes, that was more believable than the ones in this movie. It was. You're right. I still think for the first one, they should have at least used 
like a animatronic or something. Anything. The first one did not need to be CGI. Nope. These look bad. These ones especially. Yeah. All armored up. It's but bad. anyway, it's one bad. of them's charging at somebody, and Okoye stands in front of it, and the rhino stops, and then Okoye and Wakabi are face to face, and that's when Wakabi decides, "Why am I fighting against my lover and my, no, my king?" It's and- because Okoye puts the spear up to him and says, "And she and he's yeah. like, are you gonna kill me or are you gonna serve Wakanda?'" She says, "I." absolutely fucking murky for Wakanda. For Wakanda? Absolutely. Sorry, bro. Like, have you felt our chemistry in this movie? Yeah, I'm absolutely going to kill you for Wakanda. Yeah, you're, you're dead. You're absolutely dead, Wakabi. So he's like, all right. Uh, I guess I'll bail on this. Border this, tribe? Why don't we put uh, our, yeah, our, our weapons down? Let's do that. And then- Wakabi sucks in this movie. His character <laughs> yeah, is he's, damn near pointless. Yeah. Yeah, he's, well, other than to move the plot forward. Would you call him a MacGuffin? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would absolutely call him that. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shuri and Nakia are fighting against Killmonger, who is just lighting him up. And he's just about to basically kill Shuri when T'Challa jumps at him and they fall down this hole down to where the train is. Right. You show the gun in the first act. You better fire you in the better second one. fire it. So now they're on the train that has these sonic stabilizers that, of course... What, what did we say earlier? They fuck up vibranium. Yeah. So you can't use it. Yeah. Yeah. So that That's happens. technical term. While they're it. fighting. <laughs> and it really doesn't change anything because they're still equally matched strength-wise. Panther v. Panther. It's awesome. So you take away you take away the vibranium in both of them, and it's still an even match. So it's a little silly. I think it's a lot of silly because <laughs> we already saw Killmonger beat the hell out of yeah, T'Challa. Absolutely. Human to human. Now you have Panther to Panther. Panther to Panther. Except for when the vibration's on and they're just human to human again. Right. It's really that T'Challa has a leg up that he knows technology well enough to know what's going on. Right. That's it. Right. He knows that when they're vibrating, he could probably stab this guy and he'll die. And he does. And that's what he does. What a move. I like the backhanded stab. He throws the knife up in the air. and It's a great move. It's uh, Arya Stark. Sure. A little bit. I mean, he does it backwards and it looks cooler. It also looks more like CGI when he does it. Yeah. Uh, also, good time to say that this movie made a few dollars more than New Mutants did. That just came out last week. Oh, oh boy, did just it. a few dollars. Uh, a little bit more. A little bit more. Um, <laughs> New Mutants, I think, made seven mil. I think it made- On a $100 million budget? Eight million in its opening weekend. Granted, it's really hard to get into theaters right now. That's true. But also, it says something about Marvel saying, should we release this on digital? Just throw it in the theaters. Who cares? We'll release it on digital it's... after. People will still have not seen it. So, I did see it. And it's fine. There you go. It's fine. There's a lot of people saying it's just as bad as as Dark Phoenix. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix, but I've heard terrible things. It's fine. I still think it's better than like the first three X-Men movies. Fair enough. There you have it. uh, There were three people in my theater. Three. It'd be weird if you sat next to each other. I I imagine there's like a urinal situation going on here of you guys definitely gave space. Oh, for sure. I felt very socially distanced. I didn't feel threatened in the theater. I'll say that. Very good to hear. It It was me. A guy all over there and a guy way up there. We were we were good. You were good. Yeah, it's fine. Classic Brian might, review. Might be one to wait for <laughs> a digital release. Fair enough. Killmonger gets stabbed. Killmonger has been shanked. I like the way that they handle Killmonger getting stabbed. Because earlier in the whole ancestral plane thing with Sterling K. Brown, he says that Wakanda has the most beautiful sunset. That's, that's really the only thing besides having this vibranium that... Killmonger knows of about Wakanda. Yeah, Killmonger's been raised on stories of the sunsets of Wakanda. So T'Challa shows him a bit of mercy and brings him up this elevator, holding him, yada, yada. He understands he's got to 
spearing him. Yeah. <laughs> He's not doing too well. To show him the sunset of Wakanda. Yeah. It's a very human moment. He says we could save you. And it's interesting because Killmonger has a point. Killmonger understands the oppression that black people have gone through throughout this entire thing. He sees it especially from the more Americanized way right. of slavery and whatnot. Right. He sees it from the social injustice that black people go through every day. And that's what he's rising up against. He's doing it in the wrong way. Right. He goes that step just way too far. And you have T'Challa being the moral compass for realistically black people everywhere. I'm going to speak for them as a white person, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. And that's a dangerous thing to do. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but from watching so many interviews of people who watched this movie, that was my takeaway of it, of what it is to follow this character of him showing his enemy mercy, even though his enemy wants to do this forcefully, he wants to do it peacefully, but overall, they have the same message. They do now. They do now. Exactly. He shows in the sunset, and he says, we could save you. The child yeah. says that. Killmonger says, bury me in the ocean, like my ancestors who jumped from the ships, because they knew that death was better than bondage. That is a line. If that doesn't give you fucking Ooh. goosebumps, nothing will, and you are not a human being. Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole put that line in the movie, assuming that Marvel would be like, nah, cut it. And what happened was Feige read the script and he said it was one of the best lines that he'd ever read. And they were like, oh, we thought you were going to want to cut it. And he said, oh, no, there's going to be a lot of revisions, but don't touch that line. In fact, build more of the movie off of that line. And they did, and that's why Killmonger is considered one of the best villains that there is. Absolutely. And it's because, as we've talked about with Magneto, he's got a point. Right. He's not wrong. He's just he's going to he's the extremes going with it. too aggressive about his point. Right. That makes for a great villain. It really, really does. If you can't morally distinguish between who is actually right and who's wrong, other than the way they're enacting their vision, like if the motivation's strong, that's a good villain. I completely agree. But do you think that if Killmonger came back to life somehow, if he was saved at the end of this thing, which is a theory, unfortunately, Ugh. that exists because people uh. can't let things die, like Loki, do you think that he would come more around or do you think that this is just ingrained in him? We saw that it's kind of ingrained in him. This is this is very much a part of who he is. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't see him, you know, becoming a good guy just because- I don't either. Because people are like- I agree. Because people need something else. Yeah. We'll get there. Killmonger's dies. Killmonger dies, we assume. We don't yeah. really see it. We, we, we see just him know. collapse. Yeah. He pulls the spear out of himself, so he goes out with a little dignity at least. Right. There you have it. T'Challa decides to establish an embassy in Oakland, California, not Africa. Thank you. You're finally getting it. And they purchase the apartment <laughs> yeah. complex where Popsicle was murdered. and They're going to tear it down, and they're going to make their own sort of Wakanda outreach, yeah. if you will, which raises so many questions. So many questions. But not the point. Right. Sure, he's very much on board because she likes the idea of spreading this technology because she loves yeah. tech. She's she's a tech whiz. She's the best. She's allegedly the smartest person in the MCU. So there you go. There you go. I like how Shuri asks T'Challa if like he's serious about doing this, and he just shows these kids on the basketball court a spaceship. Yeah, like fuck yeah. It's like that's a awesome spaceship Bugatti. It's the best, absolute <laughs> best. I love how the kids are like, let's tear it apart and sell it for parts. Oakland. I, I mean, I'm sure he's like, <laughs> sorry, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But I like when the kid asks if the ship is his and you get that smirk, that Chadwick Boseman smirk. Yeah. That just says so much without saying a word. Yeah. He's real good. And then we get one more Chadwick Boseman smirk. You do. Because we get a mid credit scene. You do. And if this isn't the most powerful thing you've ever seen, I don't know what to tell you. Basically, T'Challa goes ahead in front of the United Nations 
to reveal Wakanda's resources to the world. He's like, we want to break down these barriers. We want to come out to the rest of the world and show you how we can help. I love how Everett Ross is in the crowd, kind of smirking along and nodding yeah, along. He's like, All right. it's really nice touch that he's there. Yeah. And then finally, somebody's like, not not to be that guy, but how is Wakanda going to help the rest of the world? I don't think we can ever do it justice talking about this mid credit scene. No. I think you need to watch it for yourselves. Yeah. It is wonderful. It's a different scene a week later. <laughs> oh, big time. There's a lot of depth to it. There's a lot of- Especially when you consider other things about Chadwick Boseman's life yeah. that he had discussed as not the Black Panther, as- himself as chad right is beautiful yeah there's a post credit scene that doesn't mean dick yep where you see bucky, bucky barnes, barnes is alive he's there he's, he's got no arm and he's living in wakanda yep they got fixed a, his brain washing allegedly who I don't cares know. he's hey hey we connected we did to the rest of the we universe in the post credit scene there it is <laughs> that is black panther from 2018 directed by the ryan coogler this is a beautiful movie it's such a good movie it's so good i think it is such a good movie I do think it's a bit silly how it devolves into a civil war all because of one petty friend. Yeah. Which is just fine. It's a lot to hang on one character. It is a lot to hang on one character. Especially, I mean, nothing against Daniel Kaluuya. He's he's, he's a, a terrific actor. <laughs> fantastic actor. But he is sixth build in this movie, and the whole plot hinges on him just being like, Mrr. It's exactly it. I mean, he got Killmonger through the gate for the most part, and then he was by his side, and then he said, yeah. I'm losing, I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah. It's a scummy move, but that's the character. I'm assuming. I don't know. I've never read the, the comics or remember them, at least. Like, right. I don't like the character. It seems like a stupid thing to hinge a movie on. I agree. That being said, two white guys talking about Black Panther and the importance of it in the black community. <laughs> this is huge. Massive. I can't get over how different this movie is one week after the passing of Chadwick Boseman. And it's interesting. It's because he's one of those people that you didn't know what you had until he was gone. And the stuff that comes out after the fact is the stuff that's really hitting really fucking hard. Yeah. I didn't know half the stuff he was doing, (laughs) how he has stage three cancer in 2016 and it became stage four cancer eventually. Yeah. And he's still acting in these films that are important. Huge. And I think the important thing to think about is something he said when he did the commencement speech at his university, Howard University, which is a historically black university. Mm -hmm. He talked about purpose. It was kind of the big thing that came about, how everyone has their purpose, everyone struggles, but the struggle is there to shape your purpose, to really reinforce it, to solidify it. Yeah. This dude knew his purpose. Absolutely. The other thing I've been telling Brian for the past few days since we got this news of Chad passing, I can't get the word opportunity out of my head. Mm -hmm. And I keep thinking of Herb Brooks, especially in like the movie Miracle. Great moments come from great opportunity. The opportunity came because Kevin Feige wanted to have a Black Panther. Yeah. That Black Panther, they understood the weight behind it. Even Bob Iger was huge behind having a Black Panther, understanding the diversity behind the character. Was it a studio move at the time? Probably. 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 Then again, they were trying to make this back in like 92. They had tried because Wesley Snipes wanted to be a part of it. Right. But obviously that's going to get brushed under the rug. And then it popped up somewhere early MCU. Like Like 2005, they got the rights back. Not even exactly. 
But when this movie comes around and you finally have this opportunity, you finally have this weight behind what the MCU actually is. It's making a lot of money. Yeah. People are seeing these things. You suddenly have the ability to put a message out there. Yeah, absolutely. You get the right guy who portrayed Jackie Robinson, who had done Get On Up, who had played Thurgood Marshall. You get the right guy behind it, who isn't just a hero on the screen, he's a hero off the screen too, yeah. who understands the importance of these roles. You gave the right guy the opportunity. 100%. And he ran with it. Yeah. And you get this guy that you see going to these hospitals, visiting these kids with cancer, while he is suffering himself. Right. Right. And then giving interviews and talking about kids who didn't make it to see the movie and and having those moments where you can tell he's heartbroken about it. He understands the importance of this role. This role isn't just a comic book role. Right. Right. This is huge for an entire community. A community that we really shouldn't be speaking to. Exactly. We be speaking about. Yeah. And I like to think that we have at least some sort of understanding somewhere. Hopefully. 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 After, I'm so after sorry this, to everybody yeah. if you don't think we do. <laughs> We're coming from a good place, I promise. Yeah. But I want to think that Chadwick Boseman, he's one of many reasons why I love superhero movies. Okay. Because it goes a lot deeper than what you just see on the screen. And now you have... A lot of these people who are embodying that off the screen, maybe not in the DC world because Ezra Miller is still a piece of shit. Let's not forget <laughs> that. Let's never forget that. Don't forget it. But it's also one of the reasons I love doing this show. I love talking about superheroes. I love escaping reality and seeing people that don't really exist, I suppose, mm-hmm. like doing these great things, living these great adventures. They are the modern mythology. Absolutely. I will always say they are the modern tall tales, the folklores. That's what we have the new right gods. now. And it is amazing when you see it translate off the screen into someone like Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish that we would have known this before he passed, but that wasn't Chad. Right. Right. That, that just was... wasn't him. This is one of those guys who understands what he's doing. Yeah. And this is one of those guys who, you know, when he's sitting there on his deathbed going, I did good. I did. Yeah. He's like, you know, I what? did good. That's... And after he passed, everyone said, you did real good. Damn, that dude did good. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to get missed. I don't care who they replace him with. I don't care about Black Panther 2. I, I, yeah, this, this is point, what we have. This is on film. This is preserved for all time. Right. His legacy is going to be preserved for all time. Absolutely. I don't want to speculate because I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't care. I don't care right this now. This is what we have. It is beautiful. I'm going to enjoy I love it. the things that have, that have already been made that feature this brilliant actor. We don't even need one when and, you think about it because of the way the story ended. We don't need one. Technically, no. No. If you put the bookend on it, I'm fine. Bam. I Yeah. I mean, there are other heroes that could take up this mantle of, of speaking to black culture as people a whole. People said Killmonger. I don't think those people ever watched the movie. No, I I honestly don't see how that could work. No, I think I that's don't. just a character that you guys liked. I like Michael B. Jordan. I do too. Yeah. I don't think that if you gave him the Black Panther juice again, he's going to become good all of a sudden. No. It's not going to happen. No. You'd have a much better chance with M'Baku. You would. That's fine with me. That'd be a badass movie. It actually. would be, but but honestly, it's not for me to speculate. It's in Kevin Feige's hands. I trust him. He got us this far. Frankly, whatever he chooses, I don't care. Yeah, because yeah. this is our Black Panther. This is a story that was told. Some stories come to an end. Right. Simple as that. Right. It's wonderful. Rotten Tomatoes, one one hundred. What do you got? This is a Hundo. It's not a hundo. Oh, is it 98, 99? It's a 96-er. Oh, It's wow. close. It's 79-er so for the audience score. Well, the audience is wrong. 
Oh no, that's that's multiple times now that I've said that, isn't it? Yeah, not Oops. wrong. Oops. <laughs> Christopher Orr from the Atlantic said whether or not this is the best film Marvel Studios ever made to date, and it clearly is in the discussion. It is by far the most thought provoking. Yes, one billion percent correct. Oh, absolutely. Joe Morgenstern, Wall Street Journal. He said the movie has a beating heart and a big one. It's not just sincere, but that rarest of birds in the jungle of mainstream entertainment, a heartfelt epic. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get that from a lot of MCU movies. No. Heartfelt. Heartfelt is, is yeah. It's, it's not rare. something they really go for when you think about it. Not until the later movies. Well, I mean, after this. Right. This is like the first heartfelt. Yeah. And from here, it's just everything's heartfelt. Maybe maybe some Guardians too. Guardians 2 is heartfelt at the end. I, I think that might be where they started it. You think so? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> we'll get there. We we would have gotten there this week, but- It didn't we'll, seem right. It'll come up. It didn't seem right to get there this week. Next MCU okay. date. This movie doesn't connect a ton. Right. As long so as you hit it before uh, yeah. Infinity War, you're good. You're good. You're golden. Things that aren't golden are the people who reside on Amazon.com. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't think I'm ready. There are 9,300 reviews. 9,300. Out of those, 75% are five-star. That is low. Yeah, it is. 3% are one-star. You think this was review-bombed just a little bit because people are insecure about themselves? Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. So there were 396 one-star ratings total. Three, And I had to go through them. Oh, you poor, poor bastard. Yeah, I have lost faith in humanity. Of course. I feel like a horrible person for having to go through these things. There's a lot of racist people out there. <laughs> yeah, welcome to 2020 but like a America. Lot, but like uh, way too many, Yeah, I'd say. It's ridiculous. And it's a lot of those things that there's obvious troll ones that just say like, horrible movie, worst I've ever seen. It's like, we right. get it. You're trying oh, okay. to yeah. review bomb because it makes you feel good for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. But there's a lot of people who are just not willing to talk about race. And yeah, I think that's that definitely the out. wrong way to go about it. There's a way to talk about it. There's a way not to talk about it. Right. Leaving an Amazon one-star review is not the way to talk about it. I would say it's probably low on the list of ways to talk about race. So luckily, I didn't pull any of those. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, these are finely curated to a point that uh, they're tolerable, I'll okay. go with. Okay. So from November 7th, 2018, one of the children liked this movie. I am having it removed from my Amazon video library. What? There are multiple children. And, and only... one of them liked it. The, the mom pretty much went, fuck you, Jerry. Oh. You're out. This kid sucks. Can't believe I named you Jerry in this fake situation. <laughs> Plus, they won't even let me organize it by... Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine if that popped up? Amazine. <laughs> a fucking nightmare. I love Amazine, guy. He's a, he's a hero. He's been gone for so long. I wonder if he like stopped collecting or something like he that. He just got so fed up. He's like, I'm just going to use voodoo. Can you imagine? He's like... Call me Tubi from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Tubi. From December 22nd, 2018. Had to have it in my collection. The main reason the stars is for Amazon. You son of a bitch. Yeah, he was definitely the next one on the list. <laughs> You're way ahead of me on that. Good for wow. you. Wow. I didn't see it coming still. Yeah, I had to sell it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I appreciate that you did. <laughs> from September 19th, 2018. Excessive, pointless action for action's sake. Silly plot. Makes Alice in Wonderland look like a documentary. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Which part? Excessive? Excessive, <laughs> yes. Excessive violence for violence sake? Is yep. that what it said? Uh, yeah. Action for action's action sake. Action for action's sake. Yeah. My bad, my bad. Um, 
the Alice in Wonderland thing. That's not what's... No, no, no. I'm getting to that. Okay. I'm trying to take it bit by bit here. Documentary. (laughs) Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) Makes it look like a documentary. So this is so unrealistic that Alice in Wonderland looks like a documentary. Famously, extremely realistic cartoon with the stoned cat. Yeah, I'm curious what part this person couldn't suspend their disbelief on in this movie. Uh, That wasn't cartoons? With a girl in a blue dress falling down a rabbit hole? Fighting cards. Oh, are you talking about that documentary? The documentary. The famous one. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Um, what? These people are crazy. These people are crazy. <laughs> At least they're not racist. That's something, right? That's what you had to go for. It was it's like, all right, this one's not racist. It I guess we can hard read to it. Put these together. Oh no. From June 8th, 2018. On the positive side, it did knock the incredible Hulk off the top of the worst Marvel movies ever made. Get the fuck out. I just appreciate they acknowledge the Incredible Hulk and it being a terrible Marvel movie. Oh, here's the thing. I still think we were too hard on it, but. Do you want to re-review? No, because it is the worst. It is not good. <laughs> it is not good. But come on. Come on. <laughs> to even mention this in the same breath is an insult. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. Are you ready to see someone insane? Yeah, sure. The words of Samuel L. Jackson, Jurassic Park. Hold on to your butts. Holding. From July 25th, 2018. Let go of your butt, Brian. Okay. It's distracting. <laughs> this movie is so full of misinformation and fake history. Too bad Hollywood has to stoop so low to attract viewers and boost profits. Example, the maglev rail system was not invented in Africa. First maglev patent. High-speed transportation patents were granted to various inventors throughout the world. Early United States patents for a linear motor-propelled train were awarded to German inventor Alfred Zayden. The far left is trying to rewrite, alter history, and destroy history, as was attempted by Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. (laughs) Oh, God. I feel like I just went on a maglev ride. That went up and down like a roller coaster, more or less. No, no. That was a maglev ride. (laughs) That's right. Oh, that is the best We're not political. We're not political. We're not political. (laughs) What the fuck? Fictional. Yes. Comic book movie. Does this person think Wakanda is a real place? It's possible. Or they think that they're trying to, they're like, they're concerned about the patent of it. Yeah. Like Shark Tank. Uh, hey, do you have a patent on that? No. Uh, not going to invest in your company. These are, do you have a patent on it? Okay. Nazi. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, aggressive as fuck. Is that and Godwin's fact, law? Is, is that what that it's? you know that they Googled like, man, motherfucker. Fucking I'm Black a, Panther. I'm, I'm going to Google whoever got the pat on this saw thing. You exactly German inventor Alfred Zayden. Oh, thank God it wasn't It wasn't someone in Africa. It was Nazi Germany instead, but the far left. Not political. We're not political. Not political, but sometimes, I mean, to invoke Godwin's law Yes. on a Amazon one-star review, Yeah. he, he went full Nazi. He did go full Nazi. <laughs> because the fictional movie portrayed a fictional history. Correct. And if you want to invoke Chekhov again, I wish there was a gun in Act 1 of this guy's review. (laughs) I'd be afraid of how he would use it. From May 8th, 2019. Going from sticks and stones to high tech and then back to spears? Worse than Howard the Duck. First of all, Howard the Duck is a fantastic movie. First of all, on my end, anytime I see the word Howard the Duck, I pull the review. Howard the Duck. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Anytime I hear the word Tower of the Duck, I sing them. Um, Sticks and stones. This They never had those. They had very advanced spears the entire movie. Always. The entire time. These are not, I don't know, cavemen. 
I guess they're a highly advanced I guess he's trying society? to suggest that they evolved into a society that would have used high tech weapons and then went back to spears, but like But they found out what worked the best. Simple machines yeah. obviously are still a thing today. Yeah. Uh, they work. I'm sorry, in this movie, Okoye stops a car with her spear and it's, oh, it's bad so ass. Awesome. It is so good. And she just rolls her eyes at people shooting guns at her. Yeah, it's fair. Got a vibranium car. It's not gonna do anything. From May twenty first, twenty eighteen. What a piece of crap. Even worse than Dunkirk. What? <laughs> what are we doing? Hold on. We're comparing. No, I understand the the, com- the those two movies compared to each other because one is about Black Panther, right? The comic book, of course, about T'Challa who comes from Wakanda, right? And the other one's about Dunkirk. All right, I'm following along so far. Oh no, that was it. Okay. No, I I thought that's where it might end. <laughs> there's no. I don't. What? I just want to compare the two so bad. I'm just so happy there's no race involved in it. That's why I pulled it. I'm so happy. But isn't there kind of? Probably. <laughs> Undertones, man. They're a thing. Oof. The last one I have is from June 12th, 2018. Bought all these movies only to learn the kids still can't watch them in the car if there is no internet. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think it was going to change with each movie? <laughs> They still can't watch him in the car I without internet. I don't know what to tell you. I yeah. bought all these movies. There's no internet? Oh, damn it. And that's Amazon. <laughs> it's a it's a website. What did you? I don't know. I love people. Grandparents are funny. People are. <laughs> wow. Bought all these movies for the kids, but it turns out you need internet to go to the website. Who would have thought? <laughs> Brian, let's please give this thing a super zip score. Let's do that. But first... I have some actual IMDb trivia facts. Some? Some. some facts? Some. Yeah. This has become a whole thing where, like, I can't choose, so I just grab a bunch of them. But I got some really good ones this week, actually. Fire away? Like, some actual decent trivia. But they're not jokey jokes? I mean, one of them is. Fair enough. You gotta own your roots, you know? I get it. Screenings at the Alamo Draft House included a PSA in which Chadwick Boseman stares straight at the camera warns the audience not to talk or use their phones during the movie, and says that he's always watching. Okay. <laughs> After the credits roll and the post-credits scene play, the screen would go black for a few seconds and then suddenly cut to a quick, extreme close-up of Bozeman yelling at the audience, I'm still watching! <laughs> and that's phenomenal. I love that. That's very fun. And then, of course, a proper IMDb trivia fact, the way it's meant to be done. A proper. Oh, boy. Here we go. The actresses who played the Dora Milaje had to agree to shave their heads. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. They had to do that. They did it. So They look great. They, they did it, though. and That's fine. a fact. That's a fact that they did it. Let's give this thing a super stuff score. <laughs> Please. <laughs> story and motivation. So the story is you have a new king. Yep. Who goes missing for half the movie because he's quote unquote dead. That's right. Well, during that time, you get another new king. You get another new king whose motivation- He's like a bad king. Yeah, he's a bad king. They're very unless... motivated. They both have motivations. Is it a good story? It's a straightforward story. It's very straightforward. It's a linear story. The motivations are phenomenal. I want to go one based on motivation alone because yeah. motivation is phenomenal. I think the story is a little lackluster. Especially when you consider how much of it is influenced by Wakabi. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go one overall. One. Because I think the motivation is second to none. Yeah. Hero. The Black Panther. The Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman. I like that he struggles. I do too. I think that's very You can tell he's a new king. Right. He is a new king. It's very human of him. He has decisions to make. It's a big decision. Yeah. I don't like how easily he gets his kingdom taken over. 
Yeah, that's a problem. It is a pretty big problem because, I mean, an outsider of blood could just say, challenge. But then again, all right. It makes sense traditionally based on their values. It does make sense traditionally. And their rituals. It does. So I get it. It I mean, it's. And when he wins it back, he does show his enemy mercy. Right. But does that show strength? Because at the end, ultimately, he says, yeah, we are going to help the outside world, but we're going to do it with aid. Yeah. We're not so much going to. Do an open patent like Volvo did with a, the three-point seatbelt. We're going <laughs> to do it with aid. We're going to help people, but we're not going to help people overthrow other people, bro. Right. Yeah. I kind of want to go 0.75. I think that's fair. Like He wins the day, but by agreeing with the guy he's beating. Exactly. So which is interesting. It's complicated. It is complicated. Villain. This I villain. like Killmonger a lot. This villain is fantastic. He is. I think he goes a step too far, which makes him villainous. Which ma- that's the part that makes him. Otherwise, he would just be the other dude. Exactly. Yeah. I want to go full. I want to start at one. I, I want to start at one. Michael Bucking Jordan listed some of his, his references that he used for this role. Okay. Like Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, Huey P. Newton, Fred Hampton, and Tupac, and also Heath Ledger's Joker, just because. Why not? I think his dialogue is terrible in this movie. Sometimes. Sometimes. And sometimes it, it feels accurate. Like pretty- Oakland, California? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. I kind of want to go maybe one, two, five. Okay. I know we don't usually do that, but- No, but- I have trouble going to a one, five, because I do think his dialogue sucks sometimes, where it kind of takes it away and makes him seem like a clown. I don't know. I never really saw him as a clown. Not saying he was a clown. I'm saying it made him feel like a clown of like, I want that throne, cuz. Like, that's silly to me. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I really like him, though. I do. I mean, he's a fantastic villain. There's a reason that people want a yeah, redemption. Yeah, fuck it. One five. I agree. One five. Parents. This is a little tricky. This is tricky. Because we have a living mom. We have a living mom. we have mom. a previously dead dad. Yes. Who we can visit on the ancestral plane. Let's just go point five. Point five. I think that's safe. We didn't see him die on screen, but- We did in the last movie. He's dead. We know he's dead. Good enough. He's in the, the afterlife. Exactly. Point five. Female characters. Two. Two. Minimum two. Easy. Yeah, Easy I'll, I'll leave two. it at two, because yeah. holy crap, that's they're really, really good in this. They're phenomenal. <laughs> I, it's some of the best strong female characters I've seen in any movie. They're not strong just for the sake of, oh, we're going to make a strong female character. It's like, no, they're no. the ones who are actually in charge. Absolutely. Even Nakia, who is like the love interest, everything is on her terms and never it's on amazing. T'Challa's. Shuri is the smartest person in the MCU. Yep. By a long shot, I feel like. And she's adorable, and I love her so much. The only problem I have with any female character in this movie is Killmonger's girlfriend, who he just kind of kills unceremoniously. Oh, who gives a shit? She's like, it's nothing. It's nothing. Two. Two. Easy two. Two. These are some of the best female characters you're ever going to see written. Setting. This movie was filmed in Georgia. Yes. It's filmed in Atlanta. It was filmed in Atlanta. And also in South Korea. In South Korea. And I want to say. Was it filmed in South Africa? I, I think some of it was, yes. I think some of it was as well. Wakanda looks amazing. Wakanda is unreal. You know when you're in Wakanda, you know when you're in Korea. Right. Leg up on both. Yeah. Oakland, even though it was filmed in Atlanta, feels like Oakland. I've never been to Oakland, never been to Atlanta. I'm going to take your word for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go 1-5. Yeah. And I'm debating going higher. I'm kind of also debating <laughs> going higher because this Wakanda is unreal. Here's the thing. This is going to be a weird parallel. But in our Patreon episode about Walk Hard, we talk about- It always comes back for what it's worth. It will always come back. We talk about the the one thing that makes that movie as good as it is, is the people that worked on it gave a fuck. And you can tell 
in this movie that they gave a fuck. They gave so many fucks. All of them. And the attention to yeah, detail that matters. That has to in matter. this movie and the portrayal of different tribes and they, they pulled from different regions of the, of the continent and they were like, if this is what it would be like if you brought in these different, it's just, it's so Like good. I said too. Yeah. I told you that already. Why don't I, you I, listen once in a while? My bad. I heard you say one five maybe higher and I should have known what you meant was two. That brings us to style and tone. Okay. Yeah. So we burned a couple twos already. We have. The rhinos. The rhinos. I want to okay. throw out the baddie okay, good. first That's good. in order to bring us back Do that. down to her. The rhinos. Now that said, one five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's safe, right? I I agree. I mean, th- this movie does things that you just don't see anywhere. So is this a not-so-super movie? Because with a not-so-super movie, we, we always say, if we it's under of, a 10, it's kind of a piece of shit. We're kind <laughs> of hitting not-so-super territory. Yeah, uh, we're, we're getting close. Where it gets close. ridiculous, where we blow the scale out a little bit, but yeah. the style and tone is on another level in this movie. Absolutely. They, they do things that you just don't see. The production designer, Hannah Beechler, created a 515-page Bible on the history of Wakanda. Now, I know the name's been thrown out a little bit. That's some Tolkien shit right there. That's insane. That's wild. Special care taken to make sure it wasn't alien like Jack Kirby's original designs for the comic. Sure. But like the different tribes and the different, just the amount of fucks they gave. There were so many fucks. What do you want to give it based on the fucks given? I think you're right. It's probably a 1-5. It's a lot of fucks given. Yeah. That brings us to music. This music's interesting. Ludwig Göransson, who started his career kind of working with Theodore Shapiro on on some movies. Of course. Mostly like comedies. <laughs> sure. And then he did like a lot of action comedy movies. But then he did Creed, Fruitvale Station. And All right. So he got hooked up with Ryan Coogler. Coogler brought everybody along with him on this. On this, It was one of the things he said to Feige. He was like, I'll do the movie, but I want to bring in my own team so it doesn't feel like the rest of the MCU. Okay. Ludwig Göransson won a Grammy for this soundtrack. And then he won an Academy Award for Best Original Score. And that's before we even talk about the Kendrick Lamar soundtrack. Yeah, this is definitely an original, Yeah, to put it really lightly. 2018. It's very easy to go online and do research. He went and he lived in Africa for a month and made music with locals to understand what was going to be needed for this movie. Gave a fuck. I'm going to go with a one. I think that's fair. Because there are parts of it I didn't love. There are parts of it that I felt were forced. Really? There were a few. The astral plane stuff, mo- the ancestral plane stuff. Yeah, gotta see? Watch what you say. Careful You're right. there. That stuff I, I felt was very forced. I like how okay. you get the, the more hip hop feel whenever Killmonger comes around. Yeah. I like that a yeah. lot. And I can't pick out a decipherable theme in my head. No. And I think that needs to stand for something. But that's not to say that the there, music is there were motifs for sure. The music is appropriate extremely, all around. Extremely appropriate. And I'm going to go one based on that because one, it all worked. One is good. One liners. There's a few good ones. Yeah. I don't think it's loaded with it. No, I think a lot of them actually come from the Tolkien white guys. That's fair. Circus I, has so many one liners in this. Everything he says is a one liner for yeah. the most part. I'm gonna go like point two five. I think that there's nothing that's standing out. Exactly. A lot of the things that were they're memorable in this movie are important lines, not so much one-liners. Exactly. Yeah. And obviously, there's a lot more behind them now. Right. Also, the movie's intentionally not as jokey as like Ant Man or Guardians of the Galaxy because of what's on the shoulders of this movie. They wanted to take it seriously. 
They had to. Exactly. This is an important movie. Which leads us to our final category, impact on the genre, which is massive. Not even when you just consider that it made all of its money back opening weekend. $200 million budget. It's a really, really big budget. Opening weekend, it made $202 million, and it went on to make over a billy. It made $1.3 billy. I want to say it's the 16th highest of all I time. I think it's in the, the top or something 10 like highest grossing. Of all time. Of all time. It is the highest grossing movie directed by a black director. Do you think it would have still made as much money if Ava DuVernay stayed attached? I don't know. It she's felt like she really had good director. She's very good. She did shit the bed a little bit with Wrinkle in Time. I think she had a but, different vision for the movie, though, and that's why she she distanced herself from it. So I don't know. I think that's true. Not to take anything away from her, I think she's she's great, fucking phenomenal on her own yeah. right. But uh, Ryan Coogler, I think, just Ryan has Coogler's. the right everything for this yeah. movie. Yeah. And obviously, he brought along his own people. Right. He knew what he was going after this whole time. Yeah. And let's also- The impact on the genre. Like, not forget to yeah. mention that it's the first ever superhero movie nominated for Best Picture. That's huge. It's the first MCU movie to win an Academy Award. It was nominated for seven. It won Best Original Score, Best Costume Design, and Best Production Design. That's huge also. I think the thing that was holding me back, because those are massively important, mm. is I wanted to throw a TBD on it and say, Hollywood, the ball's in your court. Because Black Panther did tee up what it could be to have this massive black superhero yeah. who is such an important figure to that community. But representation, it can't be understated how important it's it so actually important. is. So it's important. not just a word that all these rich people throw around at the Oscars. It is massively important. Yeah. And I think it's actually, weirdly enough, best displayed in the video that's going around again now from The Tonight Show when Jimmy Fallon was like, Let's do this hidden camera thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, we're gonna re- and you know it started off as like, oh, this is going to be a fun joke, a fun prank. And it turned into this huge emotional thing because these people were coming in and be like, thank you for what you did. They're talking to a my poster kids. of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And and then he pops up and it's just, it, it's a fantastic video. It and It means really is great. A completely different thing now than it did when they put it out. But like, so good. Say one week later, I think the impact on the genre, it can't go understated. Yeah. Two. Two. I don't give a fuck anymore. No, it no. Needs it, to be it's said. necessary. I knew this one was going to was gonna hit a scale, and it was going to take a dump on the scale. And frankly, there's some movies that need to do that. Yeah, uh, this is definitely one of them. That's going to give Black Panther a total super stuff score of 12.5. Too low. Probably. Granted, we're sitting in a place of, of healing and mourning. That's true. And frankly- I think anything below 10 would have been an insult to this movie because this is one of the not even more important superhero movies of all time. I'm going to call it one of the most important movies of all time for where it fell and yeah. what it means and the time we live in today. And for what it did for its community. I think we nailed it. May not have nailed it talking about the movie, <laughs> but overall, perfect. That does make Black Panther our number one Super Stuff Score movie. I'm okay with that. I am too. You know what? The crazy thing is that it is an arbitrary scale that we kind of do off the gut. That's true. It's not my favorite Marvel movie. No. It's not even close to my favorite Marvel movie when I think about it. Like, it's, I could think of five movies that I would prefer over this. I agree. But overall. Well, maybe not five, but yeah. When we look at it in terms of a superhero movie, checks every box. It does. It's so well done. It is such a good movie. Not my favorite movie. It is <laughs> such a good movie that that score is completely deserved. What are we talking about next week? Next week, we're going to talk about a movie that might rival the score of this one. I'm just kidding. We're talking about X-Men The First Class. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, wow. That was a real high emotional moment followed by something taking a dump on our Super Stuff score to something taking a dump on my chest. X-Men First Class. That's happening. You ever seen it? Oh, yeah. I've seen it. I never have. Here's the thing. Yeah. If I, I know you're not a big fan of the X-Men movies. No, I'm not. Until we hit the Wolverine, the X-Men Origins Wolverine, where you're like, right? surprisingly, the one that everybody hates, you like. Weird. Um, I, hey, man, I just call it how I see it. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> I think First Class is better than anything we've watched in the X-Men movies so far. So I have been very curious to see this new trilogy, if you will. Yeah, if you will. Kind of a continuation, but we, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Tell you the truth, I'm actually excited to watch an X-Men movie for once. Wow. That's... Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> Dave's excited to watch an X-Men movie. Until then, be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all those things. Throw us some love. We love love. We do. We love you. We love love. Give us love. There you go. That's Matt somewhere in there. Yeah. Follow us on our social media. Links to those are on our website, katepodcasters.com, but everything's at katepodcasters. You can find us wherever we are. We also have our Patreon. Last month on our Not So Super Movies, we talked about The Rock. This month, we will have Get Out coming out with Daniel Kaluuya, and he plays a, a more likable character in that one. Not so. hard to do. <laughs> That's good. The Rock was a lot of fun. It was. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. Criterion Collection Spy number 108. Of course. Of course. Michael Bay. Of course. Who doesn't? Anyway. For the record, spoiler alert for the Patreon. Michael Bay got a one for director of the super the not so super stuff scale. <laughs> yeah. Listen to find out how. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Alcohol's a funny thing. Isn't it? <laughs> also in the Patreon, we're talking about Batman the Animated Series and comic books in the pull list, and also some brackets in the Blurt and Tourney. That's right. Send in your brackets. Send them to Facebook, send them anywhere. Yeah. We got one that we're gonna be recording real soon. It'll be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Some good stuff coming up on the Patreon, as always. If you have any questions or comments, you can email them to kpodcasters@gmail.com. So I guess we're going to see you next week for X-Men First Class. Woohoo. Same pod time? Well, go no forever. Graduating class, hear me well on this day. When you had this day when you have reached the hilltop and you are deciding on, on next jobs, next steps, careers, further education, you would rather find purpose than a job or a career. Purpose crosses disciplines. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. When I dare to challenge the system that would relegate us to victims and stereotypes with no clear historical backgrounds, no hopes or talents, when I questioned that method of portrayal, a different path opened up for me. The path to my destiny. <laughs>